I'm Sarah, and welcome to the We Should Be in the Kitchen podcast, a podcast where my friend Liz and I talk about all of the things we usually talk about at our weekly Sunday lunch. These topics vary from the hilarity of day-to-day life to theology, from how adorable our dogs are to the nuances of faith and life in this interesting cultural moment, all from the perspective of two women working in ministry. We might not get to share a meal with you, but you're always invited to this table. Today, on our third episode, Liz and I will be talking about another disease she was diagnosed with this week, um, a trip to Disney on Ice with two two two-year-olds yesterday, and a question that I asked on Twitter last week about things that make women feel like they don't fit in with other women at church, and the funny, interesting, and downright sad answers I received. As always, we're excited to talk about all of the things, and so thanks for joining us, and pull up a seat. Welcome to episode three of the We Should Be in the Kitchen podcast. You suck. I'm Sarah. (laughs) I'm Liz is eating in, what is it, an everything apple? Explosion. An, I'm sorry, an explosion apple from Rocky you Mountain. You had to push record right now? Yes. Okay. It's okay. Liz really likes sugar. I do. So she decided to get this caramel apple from Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory because that's where we went after we went to lunch today. We actually had lunch. I know. The joke has been, we say we go to lunch every week, but we haven't. Since we started this podcast. No, we have not, because we have been busy people. Yeah. Anyway, what's up? It's Sunday, and we've actually, to record this three, this is the third time we've tried to record this. We've actually done it two other times. Yes, we have. But the first time, (laughs) it was way too long. Yeah, an hour and 15. We're trying to spare you. The second time was right on with time. But Sarah had a coughing fit in the middle, <laughs> and we tried to cut that out, but it messed up the whole thing. So I screwed it up. Third all time's up. charm. Yes. So I'll try not to die this time. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, I I offered you my water. Yeah, you um have been sick all week. That's true. So weren't gonna take that. No. So Liz had another disease. I did, <laughs> but I am better. I'm not cured yet. Oh, I have to take that antibiotic. Oh, Liz almost died last (laughs) week because what happened? So I went to the doctor for this staph infection that I have, (laughs) and uh, she thought she didn't know she didn't know it was a staph infection. She thought it was either scabies. Well, that's because didn't didn't you have to like send a picture? Yeah, I just like send her a picture. That's weird. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I mean it's convenient, but it's not. The online doctor thing is great. For right. someone like me who has germophobia and doesn't ever want to go into a hospital because I feel like I'll never come out, right. um, it's nice to have those appointments, but I am definitely not a fan of having to take pictures of conditions and email and them. email them. Right. Right. So I have a staph infection. It's in my armpit, so it's not like it's anywhere. Oh, hot. It's not anywhere <laughs> heck embarrassing, but anyway. I mean, guys, if you're listening, <laughs> she's available. That's gross. Um, <laughs> anyway. So I went in because she didn't know if it was scabies. Of course. I knew it wasn't of scabies. Course. She didn't. And then she wasn't sure how if it was shingles. Talk, how can we always talk about scabies? What is your issue with scabies? I don't know. You're they like just, a really good. They just like me. You, your body's like a scabies habitat. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> and she wasn't sure if it was shingles because of kind of how it looked. Then she tested it and it came back positive for staph. Right. So she gave me this antibiotic. Which is contagious. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. And that's why we're recording this podcast in my office today and not at Liz's not apartment. At my house. 
So I took the first antibiotic and it almost killed me. Yeah. It was my whole body just like cramped up. I could barely walk. When I came to visit you on Wednesday. First of all, when you came to visit me, my favorite part of this whole thing was that I had just like woken up (laughs) and you knocked on the door and then you just opened the door and you went, seriously, you didn't lock your door? Yeah. How was I going to lock my door? I was dead on the couch. So Liz has had a woman who like literally threatens her life. Yeah. And lives in the neighborhood and she doesn't lock her door. How was I supposed to? Michelle just left. Well, that's not my problem. But when you <laughs> die of a staph, a stab wound and not a staph infection, then we'll talk. You'll know what happened. I will know what happened. Um, we'll clean it up, rent the place to the next person. That's fine. <laughs> anyway, so then I stopped taking that one and I got another antibiotic and it's working. Yeah, and you're not dying better. anymore. Yeah. When I came to visit you, I, I brought you Sprite. You did, cause because Sprite fixes everything. It does. There's an episode of South Park, which we won't go into on this podcast, <laughs> but basically, like, they talk about how NyQuil and Sprite is, like, the white man's cure for everything. Basically. It's true. Yeah. I mean, if you can't cure it, you can sleep through it. Or just <laughs> sugar it out of you, like with Sprite. Right. I don't so. know. I don't like Sprite because it always reminds me of being sick. Mm, I like a good Sprite. Do people have Sprite <laughs> when they're not sick? Like, does anyone just so. buy, like, a six-pack of Sprite? I think my brother does. He likes Sprite. Weird. Of course, I like sparkling water. Yuck. Give me Sprite any day over sparkling water. I saw a meme once and it said, like, sparkling water tastes like when your foot fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It does. Or, like, your coworker putting on lotion. Like, it's just, like, an essence of some smell, but you can't quite taste it. I don't like sparkling water at all. No. I've tried all the flavors, all the LaCroix. None of them are Mm, even. Peach pear for the win. Yuck. Anyway... So yesterday was a big day. It was. What did we do? We took, bravely took. Yes, very brave. Two two-year-olds to Disney on <laughs> Ice at the Golden One Center. Yes. And it was, what, what did I say today? I said it was the the, Ham- or the, the Hamilton for toddlers. Yes. Disney on Ice. <laughs> Seriously, it's like Beatlemania in that place. It was really good. Yeah. And the girls we took were really, yeah. really good. So we took Liz's niece and SROs. Who um, is two? Just turned two. Yeah, and week. my best friend's daughter Eleanor, who also just turned two. They're they're about three weeks apart. Yeah, and we were a little nervous. And Liz's <laughs> brother and sister in law were very nervous. They were really nervous that we were going to lose them. Or well, here's the thing: Nessa Rose is a runner. You put her down, and she just runs. And so right. the fear wasn't that we would do it. Oh, you thought her. she'd pull like a Marley and me. Like run out to the, onto the oh ice. yeah, mm. I mean, it's not yeah. out of the out of the question. <laughs> it was great, and the girls had a really great time. Yeah. I do not recommend loud pyrotechnics <laughs> at a Disney themed thing made for children. There were some loud. Nessie liked it though. Pops, I know. Actually, no. Her fa- her favorite was the octopus in the Toy Story and scene. Ursula and Ursula, and she was so sad when Lotso Bear in the Toy Story yeah. scene was taken off stage. She was just like, where's the bear? Yeah, she is. Bring the bear back. For sure, like, the <laughs> villains are her favorite star. And then, same when Ursula left on left the stage. She was like, where's the octopus? Yeah, she loves Scar from Lion King. Yeah. Weirdo kid. Talked about I that don't before. Know. Yeah, Eleanor was great. And oh, then yeah. there were some pyrotechnics that popped, and she clung to me. But she was still really interested she in the show. She was super into it still. But then um, the Frozen part... 
uh-huh. came on and there was snow. Yeah. And for whatever reason, the snow freaked her out. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know. But all in all, we didn't lose anyone. Nope. No one died. Um, and no one lost their minds. No, it was fun. Yeah. I was entertained. I know. We had pretty good seats, which yeah. is always helpful because at least you're a little closer to the action. The one thing we did forget were the snacks. Yeah, I and bought so all poor Nessie's going, nom 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 nom. That means she's hungry, and it's, I'm going. I have nothing. Yeah. I don't even have sorry, a kid. To watch give the you. show. Yeah, <laughs> but then like Mickey came back out, and she forgot that she was. She's hungry. fine. Yeah. Kids can starve as long as Mickey's there. Yeah, it's no but big the, deal. I thought the funniest thing was we paid money for these tickets, or you paid money for these tickets as a birthday gift to them and the, they were most entertained with pretending to sneeze and yes. burp in the car like laughing at each other oh and hearing goodness. us say excuse me over and over made them just yeah. die of laughing Eleanor would fake sneeze and I'd say excuse me and then they were just giggling <laughs> in the backseat of the car so that was uh, good but all yeah. in all we survived good job high five we did it Ooh, that we was made a good it high five too. I know I don't think we've ever high-fived before. I don't think so either. Wow. And the first one recorded and everything. And it was good. That's amazing. <laughs> well, then afterwards, you went home. Yeah, I was still wiped. I'm still on antibiotics, and so... And I'm, I'm still dead. a little bit tingly from the, yeah. the reaction I had earlier this week. And I was just tired. Yeah, so. but I... You were crazy. I went to the Switchfoot concert, which <laughs> was so good. Yeah, they're they're a, so that's good. a good show. The interesting thing about Switchfoot is that they've been around a long time, and they have younger fans. But... Oh my goodness. Well, that's not even... Didn't they sing the song Company Car? Yeah. Like old. Yep. I mean, that's like... Dare You To Move was like their first like really big song. Yeah. Though. But late 90s. I wonder how many, how long they've actually been a band. I don't know. A while. But um, we were sitting next to a man <laughs> who, again, their fan base is going to be older because they've been around for such a long time. But the guy next to us... At one point, his wife asked if she could use his phone to to record some video, and he said, <laughs> "He said, no, no, um, I'm saving, I'm saving the battery just in case they do that thing where we turn our flashlights on, you know, like the like, <laughs> like lighter, that's gonna, that's gonna like it's his. a lighter, it's gonna kill his battery." But the fact that he was so excited to participate <laughs> in the and he was doing like the rock on thing, and it's cute. I mean, it's adorable it's that like older. I mean, he was probably fifty ish. <laughs> and he was having a great time, so that's, that's that always matters, fun. Right? And yeah, it was a great show. In fact, they're in Reading today, and half of me was go. all, hmm, <laughs> do I want to drive the three hours to go see them again? Because they put on the best They put show. on a good show. They're my all-time favorite. Yeah, I band. saw them a couple times when I was in college, because they played, well, they live in Southern California, and right. went to school down there, so you could almost, every weekend, you could find a show that they were yeah. playing at, so. Last time they were around, they were at Ace of Spades in Sacramento. That's my computer that I didn't turn the sound off for because I'm amazing. Um, <laughs> and and they were at the Memorial or somewhere or the Regency in San Francisco. And so I went with Reliant K, Ooh. which is such a good show. That would be fun. Um, They're still around too, Reliant K. Yeah, they do less touring now because I think uh, Matt Thiessen has some other projects going. But holy cow, like, it was the best, like one of the best shows. And so we went to both days and because I work for a concert promoter I tend to get free tickets so it makes that a little yeah makes easier I just like in the summertime when we do programs for the kids I work with we try to listen to upbeat music and usually yeah. it's, I always turn on Reliant K like their old stuff yeah. so Sadie Hawkins dance and, oh my goodness um some other stuff like yeah um forward motion is yeah my favorite 
Um, it's still just because it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's clean. Yeah. It's it. You can turn it up really loud. High it energy. Into it. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I'm like that with um, Andy Mineo. Yeah. Um, good clean rap music, but also just super high energy. Uh-huh. I like all of that and well produced. Yes. Um, no cheesy. I mean, almost almost Kanye. Almost Kanye level. <laughs> Liz is here making fun of my hair. Your I hair one... keeps like fluffing in your face. I know. I have one. I have it like weird bangs. I would just cut it off if I. But I, that would look terrible if you did that. So <laughs> I'm not gonna cut my bangs here <laughs> on the podcast. Um, maybe later. I do cut my own hair. I don't. I've been cutting my own hair for like eight years. I don't. I don't know. But I, just... I get a haircut like once a year. Yeah. <laughs> so last year I was with Liz at the Grape Festival. The Grape Festival is a festival in town that's very um it's very hometown it's very hometown like <laughs> you play bingo for a ham yeah which and you go there really to see everybody that you know like your long lost relatives right all show up but at the also to play bingo for a ham also play bingo and i won this year yeah liz won a ham i did i was impressed and then i had to yes. haul that thing home <laughs> yes and i walked to the great festival because it's right around where i live and and carrying a 10-pound ham home. <laughs> Get some looks from the neighbors. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I went bingo at the Buddhist church not that long ago. And you carried my walk home. I did. Well, you walked it home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just mentioning because we went to the Great Festival a couple of years ago. And your hair was like... So long. Yeah. And you were on some sort of ride that went upside down. Oh, yeah. And I literally could... Like, your hair was hanging down. In, That's how you... And then in someone else's face, like, like just, like, Fabio'd their face. Like, your hair was just flowing. It was, but so I was really, one of my students I was sitting right next to her. I was afraid that you were going to get, like, caught in it. Like, your hair was going to get caught in the Yeah. Afterwards, mechanism. I I think you gave me a hair tie because... I did. Yeah, I was getting real close to the tracks, and I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I have a little anxiety sometimes, and so I picture the worst. So I was really positive you were going to be decapitated by... I tried to get you on that ride, but you refused. I don't go on rides like I know. that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know. The joke was just... No. No, thanks. Sarah wouldn't go on with me, so I had to go on with all the kids I work with. <laughs> Whatever. You liked to go on with I them. do. And I, they have fun. They have fun, yeah. It's oh. kind of fun when you see, like, your teacher or right. some, like, some adult go on a ride with you it i don't know it, it's kind of fun so they they love it and i like rides like that yeah. so anyway so liz you deleted your tweeter your tweeter <laughs> <laughs> your twitter you can no longer tweet <laughs> i can no longer tweet wow yes i'm glad i, I was a communications it. major <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah after a week i was done with it i just i didn't i just don't want to check one more thing and i that was so know. short-lived. I know. I probably didn't give it a real chance, but I'm okay with that. Mm. So, sorry, my, world. Makes my, <laughs> makes my heart kind of sad. <laughs> you I still like, send me stuff. <laughs> I do. I just wanted to tag you in things. There was a really funny tweet this week. It said something like, um, if Kanye and John Piper collaborate, they can make oh, a song yeah. called <laughs> Desiring Ye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Twitter has some really... Did you send that Good to me, things. or did I see that somewhere else? I posted it on Facebook, too. Oh, that's probably where I saw it. To all my lame friends that don't have Twitter. No, I'm, all, I'm on Twitter Harsh. to hide from my Facebook friends. <laughs> Let's be real honest about why people have Twitter. It's so that way they can be opinionated without losing their jobs at churches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not going to cut that out. That's, it's, it's truth. I'll make sure if that your church hears that. If you're in ministry, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I don't want any angry letters to my boss. Um... Although I don't feel like I post anything super controversial, sometimes a little. 
a little bit. I did post something last week. Yeah, you did. You posted <laughs> a lot of things last week. Okay, I tweet a lot. Yeah, you do. I, I tw- yeah, I tweet a lot. I, I just had to correct myself thinking that I was saying it wrong. Now I have a complex about the tweeter. You said it. The tweeter. <laughs> it's like what my um, mom would call it. Your mom would 100% call it a she, tweeter. She uh, calls Instagram Instantgram on a regular basis. <laughs> That's cute. So. Instantgram? That's adorable. <laughs> she I got like, it right now. She knows Instagram. I like your mom. She should, have, she should be on this podcast She sometime. should. She'd no, your nervous. dad should be on this podcast. <laughs> we went to dinner Friday night. This is off, off our topic. Um, we went to dinner Friday night. And Liz's dad, hardcore Lutheran. Oh, um, yeah. Prayed before, prayed before our meal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and he goes, and God, I just pray we don't get food poisoning from this. And, and then we're all looking at our food. I know. I hadn't really thought about food, food poisoning until you mentioned it. But... I can attest his prayer worked. It did. That pizza did not give me food poisoning. Thank goodness, because I was a little nervous after all of that. Yeah, he has some pretty good prayers. Oh my goodness, he's so funny. It's great. Anyway, so on Twitter, I posted meaning to be tongue-in-cheek. Um, like, four, use four words that will alienate you from um, other women at church. And I put... Um, Instant pots are overrated <laughs> because let's be real honest, who in their 30s doesn't have an instant pot? I don't have an instant pot. Besides you. Michelle doesn't but have an instant pot. She doesn't? No. Nope. She's about to get mine for Christmas because I hate <laughs> mine. I bought it last year, like a prime deal. Um, and I've used it a few times, but honestly, I just don't feel like it's worth having to worry that something's going to explode boiling water in the other room. Ooh. <laughs> it's a pressure cooker. They I make know. bombs out of those. <laughs> you would know. Basically, what I'm. I don't know why I would know about bombs. I know nothing. Um, great. Now I'm on the do not fly list because of the podcast. Don't take your instant pot. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know what's happened here. I've lost control of this whole thing. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. I, honestly, I just didn't think the food that I made in it was very good. Here's the thing people either love their instant pot. Or they don't. There's not a whole lot of people who are who say, oh, it's all right. Yeah. It's either you love it or you don't. I, just... I live in the camp of we don't even have one. So <laughs> Right. But you have opinions. Oh, I, I get a little freaked out when there's one machine that can make the perfect hard-boiled egg and then also make yogurt. I don't know what it is about the also wait, making wait, wait. yogurt thing that freaks me out, but it just does. But don't you have an, I mean, ovens do like cook multiple things. But you have, I don't know. It just. Yogurt is a yogurt weird thing is, to make. Yogurt's a weird thing for me to think someone makes in their kitchen. I don't know why. Because it, it contains strains of bacteria. <laughs> I just, yeah, I have a bad, <laughs> bad time with bacteria. So I just <laughs> leave that to the professionals. If I made yogurt at home or. I would not eat kombucha that. or kombucha. Oh, it would whatever. be bad. I would give myself botulism. I have friends who make those things, and I'm, and I'm good for them. Have you and heard of a scoby? Yes. All of my really like hoity-toity friends try to give me this weird piece of mucus to make my own kombucha. I don't like kombucha though. I don't like alcohol very much, and so it just tastes weird. I think it smells bad. Yeah. So I think that we're alienating ourselves more from okay. everyone I know. <laughs> so my four words would be. I don't like kombucha. <laughs> oh, sorry. You can't, you can't sit with us. <laughs> I don't make yogurt. <laughs> oh, well, it's funny because I, I, I posted you. this trying to be super tongue in cheek, like 
But of course, like most things that catch on. So for some reason it went a little, not viral, but like... But like a lot of people saw it. Yeah. Close to 40,000 people saw it. Yeah, close to 40,000 people. And a lot of people really interacted with it. But um, it brought up topics like... um, I don't have a husband or, you know, people do not, people went beyond the four words (laughs) or, you know, um, I like being single Mm -hmm. or I don't have kids. Yeah. Um, one was I am the pastor. Wow. And that would alienate them from other women in church. I mean, if you go to a complementarian church where you don't believe it, but I guess, yeah. I mean, people say like to women pastors, like I don't believe in women pastors and they're like, I'm right here. (laughs) I am one. (laughs) Yeah. We're not like Santa Claus. Yeah. I don't know. I lean a little more egalitarian, even though I work in a complementarian um, denomination. But there were just some of those that um, got a little heavy. But one thing that I saw over and over that I think is worth at least talking about was this, was this here eating her apple still. <laughs> You're going to have a full mouth the whole time. I really want to eat chips and salsa on this podcast, but it's too crunchy. Nobody wants to hear someone chew. No. Liz. Um, you can't even hear me too. <laughs> you're just eating chocolate chips. Anyway, um, one thing that people kept talking about that I think is worth the discussion is MLMs. And so MLMs are a multi-level marketing company. So they're the like companies that um, employ people to work independently. So like leggings and oils and some like, diet. Like protein shakes sometimes. Yeah, like diet products. Um, yeah. The nail, nail stickers. Nail stickers. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what any of the companies are called. Um, because Clearly don't, we don't have MLMs. Yeah, I don't I. buy any of that. Um, I want to support my friends that have small businesses. Yeah. And when I can, I do. Yeah. And at the same time, sometimes the, the constant marketing. And so, um, like, gets old. So some people were just saying, oh, like, I don't like essential oils. Um, I don't wear leggings. Um, yeah, I don't go to those parties or I don't do those things. And... Um, the fact that that would make people feel alienated, you know, yeah. alienated is a, is a strong word. And so yeah. we, we kind of talked about this on our last two tries. <laughs> the podcast. Yeah. Um, but even over the last few days, just kind of thinking about how I feel about them. Um, yeah. Have you ever had an experience with like being invited to those parties or I had to think about it and I, have a couple of times I've been invited a few times but I don't I'm a a missionary I'm someone in ministry so I don't have a lot of extra money that I can always go to just got your your oil money (laughs) no (laughs) um but the times I've gone I've always tried to go and support my friends who are who are selling this these things um because again I have a lot of friends who do this as a side gig Mm -hmm. so that they can give back to ministry, they can give back to missions, they yeah. can give back to their, their kids' school. I mean, there's, there's a lot of really good things that they do with this extra money, so it's it's a good thing that they do. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I wish I could do more, but I, I do agree that sometimes at churches it can become, mm. like, I go to this women's Bible study and everyone there buys whatever, or okay. I go to this sporting thing at my church and everyone buys this, and it's, if it, as someone who isn't involved in those, I can kind of feel like, oh, I I don't really belong in any of these circles, you know? Well, and there's a bit, you know, at their best, like you said, they provide opportunities for people. And so I have lots of friends that are like stay-at-home moms and um, need to earn. It's it's flexible. Right. They need to earn a little extra income so that way they can stay home with their kids or 
you know, even working moms or, or whatever yeah. the situation. So that way they have extra spending money or money to go on vacation. And yeah, I totally want to support that. But I do get a little weird about how much those things like infiltrate our church circles. Right. I mean, um, you've had some experiences with and conversations with people that... Yeah, that have maybe not been um, the most healthy. And so yeah. um, one thing is for a while I was in therapy and one of the things I talked about is how uh, my husband and I have some fertility issues and it's been rough to get pregnant. And so um, I told my therapist at the time that I didn't feel super comfortable talking about it because one, it's personal. Um, and, you know, there are complications around, like, if people know that, then you don't get invited to baby showers because they're afraid of hurting your feelings. Or, right. you know, I didn't want people to walk on eggshells because that's not right. how I am. Um, for some people, they need people to be a little more sensitive, but I'm not really that way. Um, and I feel like you would tell people, like, I don't mean to be rude, but don't invite me to that. You know, like, you would you right. would set up that boundary. Or I would just send a gift right. and not go. You know, right. like, and so I, I want to always have some agency over um, over those things. And so, and I also just kind of sometimes want to let people off the hook because you don't always know what to say to people who are struggling with something, especially right. if you have never struggled with it. Yeah. So I don't want people to feel awkward or feel like they have to say something. And I want to let myself off the hook, right. not having to like deal with someone's accidental yeah. comment. Cause people most of the time aren't sinister. They don't mean to say right. things that are insensitive, but I've heard things like, um, not related to me that people have talked about, yeah. like when people have talked about fertility issues, they say things like, um, oh, well, that's God's way of telling people they won't be good parents Ooh. or. Yeah. Well, and like, I've had th- stuff said to me about, mm-hmm. uh, people talk, you know, when they say things to me about me being single. Right. I always try to err, like think of what they say and try to err on that side of grace. Yeah. And not to always take it to a, an offense. Right. Um, so I think people, truly their intention isn't to always point out like oh Liz you're single right like, okay. like I do like <laughs> on this podcast regularly I know Just sorry kidding. but they you know they they truly care and so and I know that I've said things right that have come across as rude and and I will go back and replay that conversation oh. and just go I wish I hadn't said That's it that the way worst feeling and so I hope people when I say something if they get a little offended by it yeah try to either go, she didn't mean it like that. Yeah. And so I try to do the same with other people. Right. You want to be super charitable. Right. And not assume that someone's trying to be offensive or say something right. rude. And again, for the most part, people aren't. They just, you know, something isn't your experience. You don't really know what to right. say to it. And we don't have to have an opinion about everything. Right. But we also live in a culture where it seems like you do. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so I told my therapist that I was struggling to, to talk about it. And she gave me an exercise uh, she said, well, why don't you give people the benefit of the doubt and just bring it up? And so it doesn't have to be someone close um, at church or whatever, but um, find like some acquaintances and, and if they're talking about their kids or whatever, find a segue into a conversation yeah. and let them pleasantly surprise you. Yeah. And I thought that was probably a pretty healthy um, exercise. And I'm sure that 99% of the time <laughs> that exercise goes well. You right. know, we, we can get into in our heads about things and oh, yeah. expect like, the worst of people. I can play a conversation that I've had with someone that never even took place because I, I think I know exactly how they're going to react and how right. they're going to respond. Exactly. So then I don't even want to talk to that person. Right. Because, oh, I know what you're going to say. But then I, I'm always, I'm most of the time pretty surprised. Right. I'm saying, you know, you just yeah. kind of expect that it's going to be the worst and right. you and prepare yourself. It's and not... Then, it's, not it, it's rarely ever the worst. Rarely. So, <laughs> so, 
except for. So I'm at church on Wednesday night, and um, two people that are just acquaintances um, are sitting talking. And so I, I was not intending on having this conversation with them at that moment. But they start talking about their kids and some stuff and babies. And um, it wasn't the most natural segue in the world, <laughs> but I sort of brought up, like, you know, the fertility thing. And um, immediately it was like, oh, well, have you tried essential oils? <laughs> And in no. that moment, I know, it, it rocked me a little bit. Yeah. Because one, I, I wanted the exercise to work. You know, I wanted yeah. to have a discussion about something. I wasn't there. I was there for community. Yeah. You know, and so often we get commodity. And, and I didn't want to be, you know, I didn't want an issue that I have to be turned into some sales pitch. Yeah. Um, and that's totally what it became. Like, that's and. It's for like good. 10 minutes of this oil and this oil and oh, blah, blah, blah. And, and on my, I won't mention the name of the company, like on the website, they have testimonials from these people. And both of the people at the table did oils. So it was just absolutely, was a, was I, I was lot. no, I wasn't a person. I yeah. was a customer. And I walked away and I like walked into our pastor's office and I just cried. Yeah. Because here I wanted to finally be able to talk about it and, um, kind of like out, almost like out myself. Like, yeah. you know, when you start talking about something and it becomes normal, um, then it doesn't feel so scary or so big. Yeah. Um, when it can just be part of an everyday conversation and all of a sudden it's not a, a dark cloud looming right. over. It's something yeah. that, oh, we can talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and I have friends that sell these things and they exercise extremely good boundaries. Oh yeah. I do you too. Know, they're not pitching them every Sunday at church. They're not you know, constantly only emailing you or texting you to ask you about things. And I yeah. do, like, sometimes buy oils. Um, I do, too. I, well, I think I've bought two. <laughs> they last a long time because I really only use them when I'm sick. Um, and so I don't have a problem with the product. And, and you know, people can, can pick and choose. But I do worry about this idea of community turning into, like, like if you're inviting people to your house and the only time you invite them is to sell them your leggings and so that expectation isn't that they come to your house and hang out. It's that they have to pay $60 for yeah. a pair of leggings. And they're going to do it because if you're invited to one of those parties, you'd feel real guilty not <laughs> actually buying something. So they either don't come over and they don't get that community because they either can't pay yeah. or they don't like the product. Yeah. Um, so just making sure I think that, that when we have those businesses – that we are seeing people as people first yeah, and being careful in our, in our church spheres. But yeah. I think too, one of the things with church is that people come here, at least I, in my experience, I shouldn't talk for everybody for community. Right. And so when you feel like you're connected, that somebody knows your story, all of a sudden they're not a customer to you. Right. But until you really get there, then it, they can be that. So I think people who have those, like I said, my, most of my friends who yeah. sell those things, have great boundaries that right. they well like they only you know contact their customers yeah every once in a while when when they or the really their customers contact them yeah. you know more than anything right um, i mean if the product's good enough it sort of sells itself right and so you don't have to be super pitchy and i get some of it because my husband's a car salesman right um matthew my husband matthew our sponsor is a car <laughs> salesman. also bought us lunch today he did buy Thanks, us matthew. lunch i know <laughs> i had a salad it was delicious I did not have a salad. No, you had a steak sandwich. <laughs> Liz always eats man food. <laughs> and I eat it really fast. I know. I eat so slow. Liz always laps me in the food department. Yep. Like, she'll be two pieces of pizza in and I haven't taken a bite of mine yet. <laughs> I've always been that way. Anyway. Anyway. 
<laughs> you know, and so he he sometimes sells cars to our friends. And his whole thing is just, you know, one, I sell a brand. I'm not going to say what brand he works for, just in case. I sell a brand of cars that are easy to sell. They sell themselves. Um, yeah. But also, he just genuinely cares about their needs. And he says that's what makes him a good salesman. He's a popular mm-hmm. salesman at work. Um, a lot of people go to him, like repeat customers, because he's not pushy and he, you know, looks at people for what their needs are. You know, yeah. if you are caring about somebody and you see them as a person first with the needs first, yeah, then you're not constantly trying to sell them something. Right. You might suggest something to help. And that's one thing for sure. Right. But um, yeah, we have to be really careful about the way we have these discussions. Yeah. And pl- I, I don't, I'm not going to go to a tight pants party. That's what we call them. <laughs> that's what you call them. Yeah. I don't know if it's as much of a fad. It was a couple years ago. Like a lot. Yeah. Like everyone and their mother was wearing that one brand of yeah. leggings and they were kind of ugly. I heard they were comfortable though. I never bought any because yeah. I... They're expensive. And that's not your style at all. No. I get wearing to the gym sometimes if yeah. it's cold outside and yeah. I, like, run to the gym because I like it cold, but... Yeah. Um, I've Googled leggings fails, and they're, like, patterns in very odd places. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> if nothing else came out of that fad, that did. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't really want to rub oils all over myself with other women, so... <laughs> just sounds like a weird thing. <laughs> So, I don't know. It was just interesting the way, um, yeah, like, one question that's sort of shallow brings up a lot of hurt. And so it's clear that women um, feel alienated probably over a lot of different things. And and it all kind of starts with us and making sure, you know, even though I don't sell that stuff, I'm sure there are my own things that I... Right. Well, I... help um at a nonprofit here in town I work oh, for right. one and so it can be easily that people think that I only write to them when I need to raise money for something mm-hmm. so I have to be careful too about not just sent, like um ex- writing a newsletter for yeah. that money but to really go and go and talk to people that I know at church you know being that person like oh hey thank you so much for mm-hmm. this like you know this is what's happening with our students and being more the storyteller than always the asker. Well, and making sure that people know that that money is an investment right. in something more. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, building relationships not because of the profit. Yeah. Like, not because of what you're going to make out of them. Yeah. And making sure that you're not being disingenuous yeah. um, to raise money. And that's hard. You know, I have lots of missionary friends who always feel like they'll come home. What do you call it when you come home for a while? Furlough. Furlough, right. And um, their whole purpose is to raise money for their next... Um, either their next trip or yeah. to continue on in their missions. And they always say here, you know, they want to connect with people, but their literal job is to make money. money. And yeah. so your friends end up becoming your customers. Yeah. Quote unquote supporters, um, in a lot of ways, but just making sure that we're, um, that that's not all people are right. You know, and you're so good yeah. at that. Like, I, I feel like you have good relationships with people who've known you. You've gone to the same church for your whole life. Yeah. Um, well, I've also been a missionary for, it's coming up 10 years, dang, which is yeah. crazy. Um, if you so, don't know, Liz works for like a local nonprofit, um, works like in a neighborhood with kids. Yeah. Um, and families and families. Um, but, but prior to that, I was a missionary in Mexico. Yeah. Um, and so it's 10 years of experience of working with people. Yeah. And also just trying to honor the supporters that I have. Cause the, right. I mean, without them, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. And so it's so important for me to not only know their name, but to know their face and to right. um, connect with them. And a lot of times it's on social media because they yeah. live all over. 
but it's just making sure that they know that I see them and that I'm and that what they do matters. Well, and probably on the other side of that, making sure that you're honoring the stories of the people that you work right. with in a yeah. way where you're not just using them to right. raise money. There's, I mean, there's a huge balance there yeah. that I have to do. So yeah, because you want people to to understand the um, the severity of situations. Right. Um, I mean, we've had some big situations the last couple of weeks that we're just now starting to tell yeah. because we wanted to make sure we told it in such a way that it talked about what really happened but it was also not naming certain people Mm -hmm. and not not glorifying that attitude but really glorifying like think about what god can do in this situation like this could be really cool and you need resources in those situations and so there are funds that you have to raise like you know and and single moms or at home moms yeah because they have to exactly you know have have money for things in, in order to do that and so just making sure that that comes from like a genuine place and not just from a nickeling and diming yeah people are making people like run the other way (laughs) like when people say stuff like um i'm going to talk to you about a business opportunity i'm like nope i did not want to be part of that (laughs) what's funny is a couple weeks ago my church had their mission sunday Mm -hmm. we um had a missionary who lives in fresno who started this really great he's from ethiopia and he started this mission in africa um, called horn of africa and he came up and he spoke and the first thing he said when he got on stage was you have an African missionary up here talking about his work in Africa and you're probably thinking, I don't want to go to Africa, you know? <laughs> right. So he, he understood the nuance of it too. Yeah. Of like, you're, you're worried that I'm going to make you feel guilty and you're going to go into missions. That's not at all yeah. what I'm, I want well, to talk and, to you and about. And I think that sometimes even just naming that uncomfortable feeling yeah. disarms everyone. Yeah. It's like, all right, he's not going to ask me to do something that much. A check, right. I can do that. But he was so good. He was really yeah. challenging and he... He uh, he was really, really good. Yeah. Dr. Well, Zamidi. Aww. That was his name. One time I was at a concert. Again, I work a lot of these Christian concerts. And they had that part where it's like sponsor a child. Yeah. And I'm fine with it. You know, I think that, mm-hmm. that there are a lot of organizations that do such good. Like we, yeah. you know, have and it's an easy, World Vision Kids or Compassion Kids. It's a, and, it's a tangible way that, that families can get involved, you know, totally. that kids can then see uh, God's work across the world. Across the world. Right. And some organizations are probably a little problematic, but for the most part, right. like I've seen good good work that like right. Vision and Compassion have done. And um, so he goes to give the spiel, but he doesn't start with the spiel. Normally they go, oh, World Vision or whatever does this. Yeah. Um, but instead he goes, raise your hand if right now, um, if you had the opportunity to save a life, you would. And so, of course, right. everyone in the auditorium raises their hands. And he's like, well, good luck. I expect all of our kids to be sponsored tonight because this is... Dang. Yeah, he like laid it on thick. And I just felt the whole energy of the room change. Yeah. Because it, it wasn't like, I mean, I agree with him to an extent. We can all do more um, right. or at least something. And sometimes we overcomplicate the ways that we can help people right. in other countries or, or even here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understood the premise of what he was trying to say. But he did it with such guilt Ooh. that everyone just... Oh, and it just got heavy and not good. And here you're at this concert and it's pretty feel good. Now, again, I'm fine with the spiel. Um, just tell me what you need. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's fine. Right. But it almost felt manipulative, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I get what he was trying to do. And, and you can be right. Yeah. And still not approach things the right way. And so yeah. if you're not you just careful know, You about, have to know your audience and. Yeah. And so, again, that's one of those, like, sort of alienating, you know, I want to help this cause, but now I don't want to because I don't have a good feeling associated with it where I get to help. Right. I have a feeling of, 
oh, I raised my hand and now I have to. Yeah. Is that the attitude that we really want? And so it's the same if we get invited to these, which weird segue, but if we get invited to those parties, like I'm going to support my friends' small businesses because I want to. Yeah. Not because I feel this like heavy obligation to do so. And and people who don't wear those things or don't use oils or don't whatever. Yeah. You have lots of other things in common. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's funny how Twitter brought all this conversation on. I know. And I deleted mine. I know. <laughs> and there's more you can talk about. There are a lot of things like in women's ministry, oh, especially yeah. when you talk about things like not having kids or being single or these things that tend to cause these big dividing lines yeah. between people. And they don't have to. Right. But they do. And so we'll have to talk about that on that future yeah. podcast for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that this is a good discussion to have and, and just keep ourselves in check. Yeah. You know, it's not about like feeling guilty about, you know, if I've done this in the past or if I've, but just kind of thinking about the ways other people perceive things because it's mm-hmm. important, especially in our church sphere. Oh yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons why anytime I do any big fundraiser push or, or whatever, I run what I'm going to say or what I'm going to write by a couple of people. Right. Because I don't want it to sound manipulative. I want to make sure that even if people can't give, that they're still just supportive. That they're yeah. either praying or they'll text me like, hey, good luck on this. You know, we wish we could do or more. Or they bring but... snack. Right. I mean, something yeah. like that. Some An easy way that people can stay involved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... Yeah, and you don't want to rob yourself either. You know, I think of sometimes... Um... Like, if you constantly become a salesperson, yeah. people don't want to... People don't want to see me. They avoid me at church. Right? Yeah, you know? because they don't want to feel like you're going to ask them for something. And right. So don't rob yourself of it either. You yeah. know, just be really careful and have good boundaries. And if someone has, like, a legitimate issue, they're a person before they're a customer. Exactly. And if you think that something might be good for them... Like, my friend Leslie sells oils. Um I don't think she makes a ton of commission. Like, she's not really about the commission as That's much kinda, as she's... That's how Michelle is with hers. Yeah. And I'm really terrified of flying. Like, I hate it so much. And so I was going to fly to L.A. with some coworkers, and she made me a roller, two roller ball, balls of um, essential oils. One was called Liquid Xanax, <laughs> and one was called Stress Away. I and have the Stress Away. I have no idea if they actually helped. Like, I was literally covered in oils and, like, sniffing as the plane was taking <laughs> off while I was holding on and praying and listening to... Um, Dog Days are over by Florence and the Machine. That's my flying song. Really? Yeah. Now when I hear it, I get anxiety. It's <laughs> like I always so listen I to it. So I feel with Thunderstruck, but anyway. Oh. Well, that's because Liz does this weird exercise where... Thunderstruck. Every time they say thunder, you have to do a burpee. That's gross. It's hard. Burpees are terrible. <laughs> <I'm tired. laughs> but, you know, she she gave it to me because she wanted to help. Yeah. You know? And, that, and it wasn't a, oh, you're afraid of flying here by six oils. It was like, oh, here, try this. And if it helps you... And if right. it, like, I still have them because I just don't, don't fly very often. Um, <laughs> Why? Because <Just> <laughs> I have panic attacks. Uh, <laughs> true. But it was so kind because yeah. she used this resource that she had and she gifted me something. And not that you have to, like, always gift someone something. But should I need oils, I'm going to go to her because she was so kind to me and yeah. helpful. And so, uh, good yeah. lessons to learn. Yep. I don't know. I mean, I think we're always learning, so... We are always learning. What do you have coming up this week, Liz? This week, tomorrow's a holiday, Woo. which is, which just means it's a catch. Are going to Red Robin? Probably, because it's, my dad's a veteran, so oh. he gets a free burger. Thanks to your dad. And then it's my birthday month, I so know. I get a free burger. <gasps> Liz. What? We're 10 days away from Hamilton. I can't even, I got the tickets in my email today. I'm Yay. so excited. We're going to <laughs> Hamilton in San Francisco in 10 days. Yeah, with a bunch of our friends, and so it'll be... It's going to be really fun. For Liz's birthday. Liz is going to be 38. Well, my birth... 
What? <laughs> I'm not going to be that old. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sarah. I'm not 38. Anyway. So it's going to be, it's Catherine's birthday, Allie's birthday, and my birthday all in the same week. Yeah. Um, Liz's coworkers, two of her coworkers have Yeah. Birthdays. birthdays that week. Yeah. And Allie and I actually share a birthday. Yeah. Same day. So. so we're all going to Hampton. That'll yeah. be fun. So we're counting down the days and it'll be all good. Yeah. I am sleeping tomorrow, I think. I'm so tired. Daylight saving time is the worst. <laughs> I actually like cleaned up my apartment because I've been sick for the last couple of days and it's just, it's not dirty, but yeah. when you, after you're being sick, yeah. you want to just clean everything. And I want you to clean everything too after you're being sick because I don't want skitties. Well, I know we have a meeting in my apartment this week. Oh. So I'll make sure to clean oh, wait. it well. Do I have a meeting in your apartment this week? Yep. Oh, dang it. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> what a good board member you I'm, are. I'm a board member on Liz, <laughs> for Liz's nonprofit. Anyway, as always... It's always good to have a conversation with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so. I'm glad we did this a third time. Yes. It's much better this time, <laughs> yeah. I think. I You're think welcome, so everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I'll catch you next time. Bye.